0: Bring it to Tennessee Farm- table.
1: Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table Podcast and Broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that mountain south Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today, we are setting the table with slow food and news of an upcoming Pesto Festo. Our guests are Sarah Bush and Taylor Frankie. Sarah and Taylor are both board members of Slow Food Tennessee Valley, a local food advocacy organization that advocates for good, clean, and fair food. Part of their outreach mission includes dinners that raise funds for grants awarded to community members who subscribe to the philosophy of Slow Food International. We first visit with Sarah Bush, a farmer, a forager, and one of the people who helped to establish the Slow Food Tennessee Valley chapter. We're talking today about Slow Food um, and the Pesto Festo that's coming up, a big fun event. But for folks that don't know what Slow Food is, the organization, will you explain what it is and how it got started? Certainly. Yeah. Slow Food is an international
2: grassroots organization that started in, um, in Italy. It started with a protest because a McDonald's franchise was slated to be put in next to the Spanish Steps in Rome in 1986 and carlo petrini is sort of like the grandfather of slow food and some other i guess gastronomes you would call them got together and they had a protest against the mcdonald's they didn't throw things or break things they actually served penne to the crowd and to the tourists and everyone that was around and they chanted we want slow food not fast food so the threat of that McDonald's coming in to their historic, you know, location in their city um, was enough to sort of make a statement. And then that was 1986. So three years later, the Slow Food Manifesto was signed in Paris. And the first chapter was started, I think the next year, Germany joined. And now we have, there are over 160 countries that have chapters. There are over a hundred chapters in this country. And Slow Food USA is is the website for initiatives that are going on in the US. And we are um, the Tennessee Valley chapter. So we we don't just encompass Tennessee. We bleed out into Virginia a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. But for practical purposes, we're saying Tennessee. But I want to stress that because it started as Slow Food Knoxville in 2008, and it is not just focused on Knoxville by any means. So we're definitely... Our current board has members that live over an hour away. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, our secretary is actually in Chattanooga now. So we're wanting to make sure that folks out in the countryside and, you know smaller cities feel included and um so we can help them start their own
1: chapter or just bring them into the fold so yeah well and you are the one who started the chapter aren't you
2: i co-founded it our co-worker hazel at blackberry farm it was her idea because yes. i was you know, talking about all these interests that I have and mm-hmm. she said, Why don't you start a chapter? So I do want to give credit to that right now on Yes.
1: <laughs> Hazel. What a what a doer. She,
2: Hazel Charlesworth. Hazel Charlesworth. <laughs> She was a really, really great gal. Yeah, so, she is. And then um, we had a potluck, just an interest-gathering potluck at, at my home in South Knoxville in the spring of 2008, and um, I think like 10 or 12 folks came, and we decided to start a chapter. So then Amy Brooks and I set up the 501c3 and created the bylaws, etc., and... Um, I served as the president for 2008, nine, and ten, and then in the spring of 2011, I left to go on my own farming journey. Started in Alaska and went to California and New York, and to get uh, even closer to the source of this slow food and like really put my money where my mouth was, so to say. And uh, and a great group of we- women stepped in. They're the ones that uh, I think started the uh, the grant program. Yeah. And it was based on a um, a grant that was offered by the Slow Food Nashville chapter uh, to offer money back to the community for mm-hmm. food, local re- food-related initiatives. So we're really proud to to offer that now. I think it was offered in 2018 and 19. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we'll be awarding the funds that were raised by the Pesto Festo silent auction to three amazing recipients um a thousand dollars each to their project and and so true to the slow food tennessee valley we are awarding not just to knoxville um there's one knoxville and then one in walland
1: and one all the way down in chattanooga so that's so wonderful you know and people here in east tennessee know how Those funds were really put to use in 2019 because one of the grants went to the Blount County Public Library that bought their freezer for their seed library. Mm -hmm. So when all these folks come and donate those seeds, they had a place to freeze them to kill all the bugs and things off the seed, and they really needed that, and that really was helpful. And so they can all share and, and distribute heirloom seed. Mm, Seed saving is so important. It is. The library is the perfect place for that. Oh, it is. So the slow food chapters are all over. And what are the, what are the tenets and actions of the organization? The slogan is promoting good, clean, and
2: fair food. And those three words really sum it up. So good is referring to tasty Delicious, nutritious, good for your body, good for your health, good for your taste buds. The sort of food that you want to gather your friends and family around to enjoy together. And clean food, meaning um, grown with care for the environment. So not full of toxins and pesticides and fair food, meaning grown with care for the workers who produce it. Um, I would say that animals pro- who help produce it as well, right? We have to be fair to them. And then also um, fair to the consumer to make sure that clean and good food is accessible to all and not just um, the wealthy, you know, and not just like foodies or, you know, mm-hmm. people who have to make a point to seek it out. But that it become that food sovereignty is a goal for us so that all folks can access the goodness that's <laughs> so good for their bodies. So...
1: So you were talking about how the Slow Food Tennessee Valley awards grants with income from events that are held. Mm-hmm. And what are some other ways that Slow Food helps with your goals in this community?
2: Yeah, yeah. In addition to supporting producers, educators, restaurateurs, et cetera, through the grant, we have uh, we have workshops. We have um Over the years, we've done so many kinds of workshops that are ranging from, like, hands-on food production, like canning or cheese-making, different kinds of ferments, um, and microgreens, for example. Um, We also have tastings so that people can experience like the local, regional terroir of their food. Mm -hmm. And we have had uh, movie screenings that are topics like um, I think Queen of the Sun was about honeybees and regenerative farming and we have lecture series and we have a program called the Snail of Approval and it's a sticker slash like designation that restaurants and other food food businesses can apply for and it shows the consumer their potential patrons that they support good clean and fair food. So we're really excited about that. We're actually in the process of revamping that program and getting input and criteria from other chapters around the country so that tourists passing through the region can look on the website and see where they can go to find food that they feel good about eating and also so that the chefs and the restaurateurs um, who care about that get the patronship that they deserve because... It, it's really it's hard to meet the bottom line mm-hmm. it's often that local and organic food is more expensive than stuff that comes off the truck mm-hmm. so yeah we really want to make sure that the folks who take care of that for us get patronship i consider the slow food potluck to be advocacy for sure and it actually is the heart and soul of our convivium because it's we Gathered around the table at my house to have a local food potluck. So, the local food potluck means that you bring a dish to share that includes at least one locally sourced ingredient. And we started those in 2008, uh, monthly. And it's just so exciting to see folks get inspired by their fellow potluckers to like maybe it was really easy in the summer because you can go to the farmer's market and buy all the produce, but in the winter, maybe you had like some grain from South Carolina or something and your corn, everybody brought cornbread, (laughs) but those who had candor preserved from the previous season had more to share. And so that would spark the conversation of like, okay, well how did you flesh out your pantry? Um, And it's just, it's, yeah, it's really inspiring. We, we gather around the table and we introduce our dish and share the story behind the local ingredients. So I feel like that's, um, Yeah, it's a really fun and delicious community building and awareness tool.
1: There's just nothing quite like it. Well, Sarah Bush um, from Slow Food Tennessee Valley, thanks for explaining what Slow Food is and for your advocacy for Slow Food.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me on today.
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Today we're setting the table with Slow Food, an international local food advocacy group with a Tennessee Valley chapter. Our first guest has been Sarah Bush, and she let us know about the work of Slow Food. And in the second part, we visit with Taylor Frankie of La Follette, Tennessee, a baker and a farmer, and she'll let us know about the upcoming event that Slow Food Tennessee Valley is hosting, Pesto Festo. It takes place Saturday, September 17th from 5 until 8 p.m. at the historic Mabry Hazen Home. Sarah Bush told us about what Slow Food is in the first half of this show. You guys are putting on a big event called Pesto Festo. Let us know what the event is all about.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Pesto Festo is a phenomenally important, I think, part of the not only Knoxville area, but Tennessee Valley community as well. This will be the 13th annual Pesto Festo. Now, that during COVID, it did not happen for two years, but 13 years of Pesto Festo is pretty huge, and essentially, the event in and of itself is not only a time for everyone to get together and celebrate good, clean, and fair food. But I think, almost more importantly, celebrate the grant winners um, in addition to fundraising for future grant winners. Um, So we have wonderful food with three, four, I think even in the past there's been like five courses in the meal. Uh, done by a local chef and um, this year is the wonderful chef Robert McDonald from Bistro by the Trucks oh he is such a nice guy yeah I'm really excited um, Great for chair. him to be a part of it yeah so uh lots of wonderful food, multiple courses, lots of people getting together and um, sharing what they do with their land, their raising of food and animals and providing for the community in whatever way is just the epitome of slow food. And wonderful live music. We have a silent auction that also showcases a lot of the local businesses that may not necessarily be associated with food per se, but the people behind the businesses really enjoy and stand by what Slow Food advocates for. And so they want to give back to the community in that regard by providing for the silent auction. So Pesto Festo is really a celebration of all sorts, Um, really in its namesake, Pesto There's lots of pesto. Pesto everywhere. There's a pesto contest that the attendees can be a part of. They can um, enter to win. Also, they get to taste it as well. It's a part of the meal that the chef creates. And we all just get to celebrate good, clean, fair food, the grant winners, and pesto.
1: So that's neat. So people who attend bring their version of Pesto and then there's a big contest?
3: Yes. So you can bring Pesto in any form that you want to make it to enter the contest. It is not by any means a requirement to attend Pesto Festo. However, it is quite an awesome opportunity for you to get your Pesto out there. Um, And then we do have a contest with prizes for it. We have three different categories for it. We have traditional, people's choice, and most creative. Talk about creative. Somebody suggested using kudzu as their pesto ingredient, and I, my mind was just like, oh my gosh, that's what I would have never thought. But yeah, so they you can bring a pesto that you made and turn it in to win, and um that we will have a panel of judges to try it in addition to the attendees. All the attendees get to try all of the pestos, but then there's going to be um, a panel of judges as well included to determine the winner.
1: Oh, so. good. Now, the dinner part of it who is the chef again? Chef
3: Robert McDonald III.
1: Has he set the menu yet?
3: He has. It's actually available on our social media platforms as well as our website. Uh Um, And I believe he's providing a four-course meal for us, uh, including
1: dessert. And it looks delicious. He also is the main chef at Bistro by the Tracks. Is that right? Yes. Okay, great. He is a really, really good chef and a really nice guy. So... He's doing this on a volunteer level, is that right?
3: Yeah, he's volunteering his time and the food he is locally sourcing um, as well so that he can incorporate as much of the slow food.
1: That is so great that he's doing that. Well, will you tell me about the silent auction part of it? Sure.
3: Sure. So the silent auction that's held at Pesto Festo really is an opportunity for those that are part of the community uh, that don't grow or raise food to provide to the community or have an educational program or a restaurant to be connected with. Whatever the case may be, uh, they may provide products or experiences, um, but also are really thrilled about what Slow Food does. So it gives them an opportunity to... Um, help us fundraise, and the fundraising um, not only goes to future slow food events or workshops or get-togethers or whatever the case may be, it goes primarily to the grant program that we have, the Community Enrichment Grants. So that the silent auction allows people to get to know the outside of slow food community a little bit more. The non-food related side of it and supporters um, through the the silent auction items they're seeing.
1: That is so great. Because if I see a company that's donated a silent auction item, I'm for sure going to be more likely to go buy something from them. Exactly. And and if they are going to support something like this. Right. Tell me a little bit about the grants and what kind of stuff those go to
3: okay so we've got the community enrichment grants and uh plan is and what we've been doing and will continue to do for the foreseeable future is do three grants awarded for one thousand dollars each that can be to growers raisers educators um restaurateurs food trucks um and the farmers uh Just across the board, Um, there's a number of different people that can benefit from these grants and that would be that would qualify. Uh, So, we have selected our three winners for this year, and um, they will be they'll have a little setup at the Pesto Festo uh, where they can showcase what they do and be excited with the community what they're going to use the grant that they won. Uh, For to help better their processing and their setup. And then next year we'll do it all over again and announce the community enrichment grant application process. And hopefully we'll get to continue to work with some really stellar people who love and stand by what slow food uh, is is all about. So
1: that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. What's the date and where's it going to be and how do people find you online to get tickets?
3: Absolutely. So it is September 17th, which is a Saturday. It is event start at five o'clock for general tickets. There is a different start time for VIP and it is at Mabry Hazen House in Knoxville, which is an absolutely stunning historic home. The head honcho over there at Mabry Hazen House, Patrick, is a huge fan of Slow Food. And he is actually um, a cook and chef himself. So he is really excited to be a part of this this process with us and hosting it there on their grounds. Uh, so it will be at Mabry Hazen House. And you can find more information on both of our social media outlets. Our Instagram handle is at Food tn valley and our i believe that's the same thing for our facebook which is just slow food tennessee valley and our website as well which is slowfoodtnvalley.org
1: well taylor frankie thank you so much for letting us know about pesto festo
3: my pleasure i'm so excited
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We set the table with Slow Food, an international local food advocacy organization with a Tennessee Valley chapter. Slow Food Tennessee Valley is hosting an upcoming event, the 13th Annual Pesto Festo Dinner. That's Saturday, September 17th from 5 until 8 p.m. at the historic Mabry Hazen Home in Knoxville, Tennessee. More information about Slow Food Tennessee Valley, Pesto Festo, the Pesto Contest at slowfoodtnvalley.org. I've also linked their website and have some pictures of Sarah and Taylor and the podcast for the show on my website at tennesseefarmtable.com. And a note, Slow Food Tennessee Valley does not advertise on the show.
3: This is Rachel Davis of J&R Farms in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at the TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production. Ah! <laughs>